0: It was famed horror author H.P. Lovecraft who said, The oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. And the oldest and strongest fear is fear of the unknown. Upon reading those first words, I thought Lovecraft was referring to cosmic entities in the vastness of space. Or the unplumbable depths of the human psyche.
1: Or something racist. Knowing him.
0: That that too, yes. But I've never known fear, that stomach-gnawing, bowel-clenching fear, until tonight in St. Gorgoff's. We are truly, in the realest sense of the word, dealing with the unknown.
1: It's not all unknown. We do have the book.
0: The book you found in the middle of an abandoned children's library seem to be guarded by the ghost of a little girl and conveniently opened up a page about summoning some sort of god how is that not even more terrifying
1: because we can hold it i can read it and look at the pictures that makes it real and that makes it known i can turn pages i can smell the leather of the cover Our physical senses inform and define the world around us just as much as our spiritual senses help us define the spirit world. Charles, what we're doing now, what we're attempting, is to touch and sense and know the next world as well as we know this one.
0: Like scientists are supposed to do?
1: Like seekers are supposed to do. Once a thing is known, there's no need for fear. Even if this ritual, this summoning is hogwash, it's still an experience that is worth having because it'll help us map out our next step, and the next after that. And yes, Albert, set us up for season two. And as we delve deeper into the mysteries of the spirit world, we will start to open our third eyes even further to the possibilities of bloody hell. Sorry? I dropped my tea.
0: You were drinking tea? While talking about the spirit world, doesn't that seem a bit on the nose?
1: It was a lovely lavender wheatgrass mugwort paprika infusion that I was really looking forward to. And now it's seeping all over the carpet.
0: Ah, well, I guess they can send us the cleaning bill. Come on, we're losing the EMF track and the boot is still doing its strange boot thing. It looks like we need to go up this stairwell. Use your flashlight... The stairs could be treacherous.
1: I really wanted that tea.
2: You were very explicitly told by the librarian to run from the two shadowy beige figures who were sucking all of the color out of the hallway. She yelled something about it being the dull ones and told you to get out to find. The metaphysics lab, where apparently the second boot is being held.
3: The metaphysics lab,
2: the metaphysics lab, and to keep those boots from stomping together yeah, from knocking be you together, those,
3: yes, you
2: do not want those boots to knock. We because we
3: are, the, the foot with no toes, the foot, right, with, foot with feet f- with more, with feet. other feet. And another feet coming
2: off of those feet, and they, then they get two people.
3: boots, and we're in trouble.
2: Yes, they've already got one boot. The the dull ones. Whoever these these nightmarish beings are,
3: that's confirmed, or we, we presume they've got. Gotten- we're we're confirmed,
2: presuming. I don't know. Somebody yeah. stole the boot. Somebody stole the boot. And I have oh so strategically placed mysterious evil beings from another dimension.
3: Right in the middle of all the gymnasium and the metaphysics laboratory, where we are.
2: So you are running
3: down the
4: hallway
2: and flapping, (laughs) flapping down the hallway, hopping down the hallway.
3: As much as Harkle Two Tails runs, I guess we're running.
2: He's yeah, I mean, big. do you, are you are you this type of Silent Gaster who also has wings? Because yes. I've seen Snelling Gasters with and without wings, okay. Yes.
3: I have a very small undersized Cherubic looking wings that wouldn't lift someone a tenth my size. Cherubic. Off
2: Cherubic, I like that, yeah. They're they're fluffy white angel wings.
3: Yes. Very small. So
2: do the three of you, even though your wings really don't work, or do the three of you judge Leonard a little bit for
3: not having wings?
4: Not no, at I think all. it's kinda cool. No. No, I mean, no.
3: <laughs> I got plenty of other things to judge Leonard for.
5: He's got nice legs. What do you mean? He's got haunches.
2: haunches. <laughs> it's a, hon- it's a haunches. haunches, yeah. If he had wings, he wouldn't bump his butt on the ground every time he hopped, but
3: nothing nice haunches.
2: That. <laughs> nice haunches. Well, you're getting out. a good look at those haunches as he tears down the hallway.
3: Hippity hop.
5: So the librarian was gonna show us where the metaphysical slap was?
2: She's apparently trying to hold off the dull ones and she told you to run. So she's gonna try she's trying to buy you some time. Do I have any
3: idea where the metaphysics lab might be? As the
2: Why don't you make me all crafty rolls? You've
3: got it there, boss.
5: Jeez Louise, where did my dice go again? Eight.
3: Off to a kick and start here with a two, so that's gonna be a seven total for Harkel. Yep.
5: So I got a three, but I have a I'm a fartful dodger and I can add two to a crafty roll. So that's a five.
4: So am I. Thank you for reminding me of that. So I'm remember you can use
2: that once per break, so just keep that in mind.
4: Farty tonight. Well then I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. Okay. I'm gonna save my gas for later.
2: Good call, yeah. And with the price of gas these days, you no. can wasting it willy nil. Yeah.
4: But
5: with the three I feel like I need to, boost, you might, you might boost want to it a little bit. Of yeah.
2: All right. Five is your final? Okay. Nighty Knight and Leonard, you get yourself to a T and you only stop for a moment to, to, and you both head off to the left as I point right. You both head off to the left. Jay and Harkle, you stop for a moment. And even though they ran off, you're both kind of looking at each other like, are we sure that's the right? And there's a moment of confusion before you chase after them, but you feel unsure of the direction you're going and it causes you to miss a couple steps and harkle you rolled a seven correct and jay got a, a three
5: a five with a my five. plus two
2: modified correct right harkle you're gonna take one grump and jay you're gonna take three grumps because you are both nervous and unsure about where you're going okay you're zipping down hallways and it's getting darker and darker and you're in more and more strange spots, areas you've never seen. And the you're going up and down stairs and the stairs are getting hard to navigate because there are no lights on. I want just straight adventurousness rolls. However, whichever adventurousness type of roll you'd like to make to navigate the stairs safely. So either nimble.
4: Ooh, nimble, a
2: nimble, a beefy or a or a muscly, depending on...
3: How does that look, beefy the, beefying the stairs? Who, who's, well, you know, if
2: you take, gonna a, beef you take a tumble, but but you're gonna... You bounce on your butt a little bit, and you get right back up and, and keep running. Ten. Got it.
4: Eight.
2: Ten. Nice.
3: Nice. It makes me almost want to beef the stairs, but I am trying to be nimble with a five. Seven.
2: Nighty-night, and Jay, with your wings, you zip down those stairs with the extra little <laughs> boop, 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 Leonard, you take a, a, a bit of a, a nasty hop at the end there and bounce on your butt. Wishing you had those wings, you're going to take one ouchie. Harkel, you haven't figured out quite how to navigate steps with two tails yet. And you go bum over tea kettle and land in a heap at the floor at the bottom of the stairs. And you're going to take three ouchies.
3: Oh, uh, that's going to put me on a timeout. And
5: Harkle oh. is ouchies. <laughs> Again. At the oh, bottom no. of wow. the
3: stairs. Yeah, as many times as I dodged taking damage with my previous character in season mm-hmm. one, I've taken all of that damage here in season three. So 929. twenty-one. Well, I'll be back in. I
2: paid attention in season one to how often you guys didn't take any damage, and I have been purposely being a jerk this time. So oh, I love I it! Much uh...
5: damage
3: as I can. I'll be back in five. For those of you who are who
2: are new to the game. When you max out one of your misfortunes, which are your ouchies, your grumps, or your tummy aches, you have to go on a timeout, which means both your character and you, the player, have to go away for five minutes. So Jimmy and Harkel will be back. Guys, Harkel is in a puddle. He's just in a daze, a crying, snotty daze at the bottom of the stairs. Ooh, looks like I might have bumped his noggin a little much. At the top of the stairs, from where you just came, you can see... All of a sudden, these two circles of light come sort of playing over the stairwell, as if something is walking down the hallway and shining a light towards the stairs, and you're just starting to see it kind of flicker on and off. You need to
5: keep moving. Keep running! Harkle's
2: not going anywhere!
4: Oh, I feel like, because I'm a moth, I'm kind of attracted to that light and curious.
2: Oh, why don't you give me a guile roll... And let me know what you come up with.
5: Nine. Okay, when you roll, you have to make that face every time, because it worked. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yes. Oh.
2: You're in a problem now. Harkel is snotty mess. The light's getting closer. And Nighty-Night has turned around and started going back up the stairs.
5: What is Harkel's friend's name that's the glob?
2: Bob, Bob the Glob.
5: Is Bob in timeout as well? Or can Bob like maybe lift him and follow us if we like encourage him?
2: Give me an adorable rule to see if you okay. can and, and tell me what you would say. What would you say to Bob the Glob to get him to carry Harkle along?
5: Five. Do I have anything that adds to adorable? Not really. Can I help out with some encouragement? <laughs>
2: yeah. Are you encouraging at all?
5: Yes. Please. <laughs> you want
2: you wanna give it a roll there too, Leonard? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm gonna tell you, Bob's not listening at a five.
4: What am I what am I rolling with? Sorry. Make, adorable. Make me
2: adorable roll. Come on, Bob. Come on, buddy. Six. Yeah, Bob's not moving. Nighty night. As you get closer to the light, you feel more and more a sense of, of unease. A disturbing quality. You're going to take one tummy ache and I need you to roll me just roll me a straight precociousness roll.
4: Five. Wait, precocious, where am I? Five.
2: Take one more tummy ache, but you do manage to kick up so much moth dust that you sneeze yourself kind of out of, out of the, the transfixing light and turn around. But the lights are now much closer. You guys need to move
5: now leonard <laughs> Sh- can- what what should we do can we leave him should we come back for him
4: mm, i wouldn't leave him no
5: can you like push him from behind if i like call him on my back clump,
4: clump. what if what if we put our wing power together and i i grab his arms you grab feet and we flap as hard as we can let's try that
5: and I'll push from behind when her pushes from behind, yeah, the, hopping the old, into him.
4: Yeah, the old Mu- flapping push. rolls all three of you. All the
2: right. old flop and push. Musley rolls.
5: Beefiness. Hang on, beefy, beefy. Ooh, beefy. ten.
2: Okay, five. Ooh, it's all on Jay here. Jay, what do you got?
5: Nine. I can use my. I could. I'm gonna eat a cookie. Okay. And I'm gonna get a plus one to a beefier skill mm-hmm. challenge. So that'll be okay, so that, a 10.
2: So that's two tens and a five? That is sufficient to get Harkel up. You are managing to kind of carry him a few inches off the ground. Leonard, you are no help whatsoever.
4: Even with those haunches. <laughs> Even with those haunches. Na, Leonard, you're na, trying
5: to push him along. No 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 no. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye.
2: <laughs> now we're gonna get sued. We're gonna have to owe rights for that song. Leonard, I actually need you to make me a nokes roll, because as you are kind of sitting there trying to get them up and moving, you see the two forms now in the doorway.
5: Harkle, we're saving you.
3: Whoa. Oh. Seven and max is seven, so.
2: You're good. You 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 hit it. All right. Harkle, you wake up from your your, your little you know problem. You might have been knocked out, which is really dangerous for a child to be unconscious for five minutes like that. There's probably going to be some, I mean, not all serial killers had severe head trauma as children, but it's, there's definitely a a bit of a trend there that we may have to to look back on in a a couple of years to see how you're doing. But you are being carried through the air by Jay and Nighty Night. Oh. While Leonard kind of follows behind and, you know, tries to, tries to help. I uh, think
3: I've got my legs. I have re-rolled my ouchies. Your
2: your ouchies max, max, max what's your six. new max number? Okay, not bad, not bad. Harkle is up and moving if you guys want to put him down, but you have managed to get out of the stairwell. But those those weird beige super dull forms were starting to come down the staircase, shooting their their strange strange hypnotic lights uh, every which way. We are running again. Towards the end of the hallway, you see light coming out from one of the doors. The door is closed, but it, but there's a, a play of, of light coming out from underneath it. It's the first room with lights that you've seen, but you are also in a part of the school of St. Guelgoff's that A, you've never been to before, and B, is usually considered off-limits. It's part of the older. You get to the older part of the school where, where it's been shut down falling out of disuse, or probably cursed, something along those lines, but there's a room with a light, or you could keep running down the hallway as fast as you can and hope that you can outrun the the dull
4: ones. I I need to go in the room with the light. I'm curious. I'm
3: curious. Absolutely.
4: It's almost like
2: I plan it and don't really give you any other options (laughs) because I'm trying to accomplish something in, in little episodes. Okay. It's called plot armor. It's called plot armor. Railroad, Chuka Chuka, but not Doug the train. He's not in this one. Don't worry about that, Doug. Oh, where is he?
0: Hello, <laughs> right. The end for me. Welcome back to Beyond the Shadows. You know, sometimes when I'm exploring the haunted ruins of a long dead city, I'm grateful for how stylish I look in my glasses from Warby Park-
1: Charles. Stop! Do you feel that? Feel what? A tingling in the air, like the static that comes off a labradoodle after you've given them a really good sponge bath. We're close to something magic, with a
0: K. You know I don't believe in magic, Helena, with a K or otherwise. Even ghosts, these entities we're chasing, are most likely just existing in an energy spectrum that we can't identify. It's just something science can't explain yet.
1: Charles, you're very dear to me and I adore your trust in science. But shut it. You're out of your element here. We are near to something that I feel a, I don't know, a a kinship with. Something that perhaps feels our world much like I feel theirs. I need to know what it is. And maybe it'll say something into your broken staticy radio. That would be neat. Come on, I feel it coming from this way.
0: Sorry, chocolate boot. Looks like we're taking a detour.
2: The room that you you get to the open to the door and you push it open and slam it behind you. It's lit with pale, kind of dim amber-colored light, but there are little spotlights on the floor and on tables, and, and there's there's some glass cabinets, and there are weird little curios and exhibits all over the room. You're in some sort of museum, almost, it looks like. And right by the door, there is a sign next to a box that says Madame Bratvaski's Dead of Mysteries and Secret Knowing. The collection of oddities on the floor is all kind of haphazardly thrown around. But even just standing where you are looking around, you can see things like the tiny broom for your teeth, the world's shortest giant's pants, and this potato that sort of looks like Miss Margaret's mole. There, there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to how she's placed things, but your attention is almost mystically drawn towards the back of the room. She's got a nice feng shui going that's probably leading you directly to the gift shop. The madam herself, who you can see at the very far end of the room, she's seated at a round table and she seems to be wrapped completely in purple scarves and shawls from her neck down.
4: Ooh.
2: On her head, she wears a tiara that says birthday boy
5: birthday boy?
2: Birthday boy. Yeah. She has a deck of cards in one hand and she motions to the cardboard box on the f- near the doorway on the table where you're standing and says, "Welcome to Madame Bravatsky's. Put the cookie in the box or get out."
3: I make sure I get one of the the baby's cookies that's like
5: good call. You know,
3: been like drooled upon and all <laughs> upon. I'm, the yes. worst drop, cookie. Drop that. Drop that in the box, you know, like, "Hey." It's a cookie.
2: Harkel puts a cookie in the box and she waves a hand and says, you may enter, lizard thing. And Harkel, you feel released from her mystical force field and are able to step into the room. She waves a hand quickly at the other three and he goes, no entry until you put a cookie in the box.
5: Oh, we all have to put a cookie?
2: That's the entrance, Faith. Not
5: just one per group?
2: One per cookie. One 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 cookie per person.
3: Harkel shrugs. Okay. Mm.
5: Okay.
2: You have no group, on. This is not group (laughs) discount. Everyone pays a cookie. I'll give her a
5: cookie. Okay.
3: Yeah, Leonard drops one in the box, too.
2: She waves her hands again, and you all feel, oh, I can come into the room now. As She pulls down the magic veil that she's put on, on you.
5: All right, madam, what do you got to tell us?
2: She looks at you and shuffles her cards. She's playing with her deck back and forth.
5: Yeah, she
2: She's... is. <laughs> she is, yeah. <laughs> she says, I can read your future little ones. For a price.
3: The cookie, says, the cookie doesn't cover it.
2: The cookie is merely the entrance fee to look at all of my cool stuff. The future seeing with my deck of seeing future stuff is another cookie hmm. per card flip.
4: What? Mm-hmm. Can I try and make her a trade? Oh,
3: what are you offering to trade?
4: I would like to offer her my severed hand that I've been carrying around to add to her collection of oddities in re- in return for some future telling.
2: Mm, so you pull the hand out? Is it just like sitting on your
4: shoulder? I have it like under my wing and it's a little dusty and kind of gross because it's been in my armpit basically. Just has in your
2: arm. Yeah, it smells kind of funny. It does. Fun, it's, kinda, it's, yeah. it's a little gross. We, it's, it's weird. She's intrigued. <laughs> she's, I mean, she's got severed hands, but not ones that move on their own. Make me a cool roll. Five. It's better than I rolled. I will trade you your mystical severed hand for two card flips. Okay. But beware, the future in the cards is not always a good one. You will take it upon yourself to look it The deck of future things.
4: Okay. I'm in.
2: She starts laying the cards down. She's telling me when to stop. Stop. Roll me a 1d6. Five. Ah. She flips the card. It's an ace of spades, but the ace is wearing a cowboy hat and has
4: mutton chops. I'm really disappointed because I feel like this is telling me nothing. (laughs) And seems to be playing a guitar. (laughs) She's a fraud.
2: She says, Ah, the Ace of Spades. Someday you will get old and you will think your music is so much better than the young person's music.
4: Boo. Uh. But
2: in this case, in this case, you will be absolutely right. Your music is better. Mm. You, in your old age, apparently will know how to rock. You can learn one new knack of your choice. Ooh. Because if there's one thing about babies who can rock, it's they know their stuff. So you can take a look in the big book, which you've got right there, or if you want to take a look at one of the creepy knacks in the the new Cthulhu book, you can look at one of those as well. Okay. And and you've got another card flip if you want to go for your second card flip.
4: All right. Let's go through the second for the second flip while I'm checking out these knacks.
2: Roll me another d6. Four. Ah, she flips it over. And it's a baby sleeping with their thumb on their mouth and little goodnight moons floating over their head. I don't know whatever baby is dreaming about. The nap card. Ah, I see. The nap card does not always mean what it seems to mean. It can mean change. It can mean new directions, a rebirth. But this time, though, it, it means a nap. And she snaps her fingers and you fall right asleep. Ashley, you were on... Nap time. You need to step away from uh, the table for five minutes. What no. you have been put on a break.
4: Can I? Can I choose my nap?
2: You can choose it while you're away from the table. Bye bye. Come back in five. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> Take those headphones off, young lady. You can't listen in. No.
5: Guys, guys, I think we need to get out of here and find that. Nightly just
2: goes down funk, and she's just snoring, Madame Bradvatsky. Shuffles your deck. Anyone else care to attempt the fate?
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yep. Hmm? I'm curious as to what my future holds.
5: Harkle? I, I pull
3: Lizard out. Lizard Bird Boy, what have you got? I pull Don't out a book. Do it. That I have found earlier. Go, Yeah. Good night, hideously portentous moon. Oh, you, you, you throw the book at you? Me. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
2: She takes it. She's like, I like the artwork. It's whimsical. One card flip.
3: I'll take it. Roll me a d6. Whoa, off the table. Wow, three. Lucky three. Ah. I'm gonna say ah for everything. She yeah. flips the card.
2: Ah Ooh. <laughs> the card the picture on the card is a kid with big spiky red and blonde like triangle hair. And he's pointing and yelling. Ah the card master card. You will someday become a master. Of whatever it is that the kid on the card does, which I guess is yelling and having spiky hair. Congratulations, but with your mastery comes more. And she waves her hand in that mystical way. And you feel yourself either, and I'll let you make the choice here, that you can handle... You can take a plus one to either your ouchies, your tummy aches, or your grum smacks, your choice.
3: Ouchies. Tummy aches or grump smacks?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: This will be a permanent
2: plus one to one of those. Yeah.
3: A permanent? So I put plus one at it's, like after Alchie's. hmm Yep. I'm yep. Gonna are you going to put it on your ouchies? Yep. Yep. So that'll take my current six up to a 7 Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's always going to be the my reference The
2: cards. The cards. Anybody else want to try their luck with the deck? Uh, no? Oh, you guys are boring. All right.
5: What do you think, Leonard?
4: hmm no, I'm scared.
5: Me too. I want to keep my cookies.
3: Oh, oh you are not come fun, T Bird.
2: Come on, T Bird. Yes, come on, Froggy Boy. Mm. All it costs is a cookie to 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 have your future changed by Madame Bradvatsky. I know much, but we must see what the cards tell us. Yes.
4: Mm. Peer pressure. Mm. Not We're really. We
2: she just fell asleep, Dad. I mean, she'll be fine mostly, probably.
5: How far <laughs> are the beige ones behind us?
2: Are you asking me or are you asking I'm as- Madame Protfosky?
5: <laughs> no, I'm asking you. You're,
2: you're asking the... Why should I tell you that? I don't know.
5: You Sh- lost them. Shouldn't... Oh, we did lose them? As far as I know. As far as you know. What do you think, Leonard? Should we take a chance? Mm.
4: Mm. Okay. Okay. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah <laughs> pressure.
2: Hmm? Alright. Who's who's rolling first? I'll roll. Alright, put the cookie on the table. Unless you got something to trade. I just gained an
3: old respect for you, Leonard.
2: <laughs> there you go. Roll me that dice, Mr. Man. Four. Ah uh, uh, It's a nap card again. Good night. No
3: oh, Leonard <laughs> was right. You should have never so done honestly. it, Leonard. I knew this would night happen. Night,
2: Leonard. Come back in five. <laughs> so ninety-nine and Leonard are now just in a pile on, on the floor cool. at the end of the table.
5: <laughs> are we just gonna wait for them, or mm, I
2: don't know what? Okay, you you next. Come on, flip. The are you doing this or not, Birdie Bird?
5: So I Come have on, this really T-bird. cool gingerbread cookie. It's better than just one cookie. How many cards could I get for this? Maybe five? Five
2: cards? No, I give you two cards.
5: How about three? It's so delicious. It's got icing. It's so pretty.
2: Oh. Make me a cool roll. See how well you're selling this cookie. Five. I give you two cards and be glad for that, yes? Okay. Ooh, this is Ooh. It, it smells like cozy up to fire in 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 fall time. I
5: know you really ooh. should give me three three cards.
2: But I won't! Difficult for you, isn't it? Yes. Roll me two. 1D6 twice. Nighty night, you come to from your nap and there is a heavy frog boy draped over you. Also snoring away, Oh, no. uh, and he's kind of crushed you a little bit. But if yeah, you, he's, he's kind of heavy. If
5: you reach around, you can like tap his haunches.
2: Yeah, oh. the haunches are great. Okay, yeah, well that's yeah.
5: all
2: right. <laughs> give me give me a muscly roll to see if you can push him off of you because he's he's all heavier right. than he looks.
4: I have oh no six.
2: All right, you manage to get out from under him, but you accidentally touch his haunches uh, and get real embarrassed.
4: Oh my yeah, my you're accidentally,
3: take tummy-
2: and you're gonna take one. You're gonna take one tummy ache.
4: Yeah. Oh no!
2: <laughs> All right, what did you what did you roll over there, Carrie? Um, what did Jay get
5: ten, a a six and a four.
2: Slips over the first card. <gasps> she recoils back. <sighs> it's a business card, and it says J T Bird, landlord. And everyone recoils back. You don't know. What a landlord is, Jay, but you know it's something you should be ashamed of to be one. I'm gonna need you to make me two nopes rolls at this horrifying look at your future of late stage capitalism.
5: So two
2: Two, two mm-hmm. D six and then two D six again. Yeah.
5: So that's five.
2: Good on What's your version. nopes max?
5: Six.
2: Okay, one. so
5: And nine. So, Oh so I am out. Nope, nope. Ah, your
2: nopes nope, nope, is going nope. down to six minus nine. Your nopes goes down to one. You have one nopes left. Nope. You throw the card away. Ah! And it recoils no. in your hand and she quickly shuffles it back in the deck. Oh let us hope the next card is is more in your favor. Landlord.
5: It's the nap card again!
2: Boom, You're ah, like a light. Fall right nice. on top of Leonard
5: do I get to squeeze his haunches?
2: <laughs> yeah, and you, get, you get you get a good grab of his haunches before you go down.
5: <laughs>
3: oh, poor Leonard! All right, ninety-nine
2: in Harquill. His haunches are really getting
3: worked over.
2: They're really—I mean, it probably feels nice. Ninety-nine Knight Knight Harkle, give me nosy
3: rolls. Good at that. Six. It's gonna oh, be and nine for me.
4: Before I forget, I also I chose my neck. Oh, yes, what's your Oh, yeah, neck? what'd you take? What'd you take? My new neck is big boned. Some babies are just a okay. bit sturdier. So I get plus one mm-hmm. to beefy. Beefy. Nice. beefy. Beefy.
2: Harkle, you rolled a nine. Indeed. You hear coming down the hallway, even through Madame Brodbatsky's closed door, that clomping feet sound, that dull tread and you see the light of a flashlight play under the door. Sort of shine under the doorway.
3: And there's a murmuring.
2: Guys.
3: Guys. It's coming. Guys, it's coming. The boring is coming. What's,
2: what? what what? He's coming? What he's coming?
3: The boring. Wizard bug boy. The boring thing. What, what is these boring? The doll. The
2: doll? What did I... Uh are boring great. people that are coming? Maybe yes. maybe they want to take a look at my uh, my my museum. Maybe that will make them not bored. I should I should go in and invite them in, yes?
3: These You should go check it out.
2: I, I will go check it out then, okay. New customers, this is very exciting. I normally don't get customers. Madame Bratvatsky opens the door and the lights shine in your eyes. <laughs> almost blindingly.
3: Well that's not very dull. <laughs>
2: And she and she <laughs> and she looks up the two forms and says a uh, oh hello welcome to well welcome to uh, geez, I don't know I guess it's it's my room with her and the cards fall out of her hands as her arms just go limp and she drops her her deck of many future seeing things on the floor and just sort of dissipates in a whiff of Smoke of fog of color, just not even not like the vampire kids. Dusted, you know they they very definitively both were gone. She just sort of ceases to be, and you hear one of the voices say, "I think it was one of those shadow children that we've been hunting." I wonder if there are more of them in this room. And the flashlights start to make their way around the room as the beings come in and begin to search. And they're getting closer.
3: What do they look like? Can you describe them to me?
2: Imagine shadow forms, but instead of being black like shadows, they're tan, they're beige, but it's not, it's more like the absence of color, but not in the sense that white or black is. More it's the absence of the idea of color. They seem to suck all of the emotion and the sense of weirdness into them and in their wake you can see wherever the light plays over and wherever they kind of step, the wallpaper just turns to a boring paisley. The carpet, instead of being the weird, overly shaggy, purpley ooze carpet that you're used to, just it's just a short beige that you know you could probably vacuum with the the low carpet setting on your on your Roomba. It's like they're normalizing Everything to-
3: I say, no, guys, quick, get Jay. We gotta go. And I'll look happening? for a way out. Can I get a crafty to try to find
5: where a quick am I? Exit
3: from this location where we can get away.
2: You're gonna need. Yeah, give me a crafty rule to see if you can if you can find a way out. They don't seem to see you. It, it seems to be
3: take that a more 10? of
2: a, a proximity thing. They have to be, gotta be real Ten is good. They are coming around opposite corners of the room, playing their, their lights. So you see an opening straight through them, basically. You, if, if you move fast, you might be able to split the goalposts and get right between them. But you notice, Harkel that you know, they didn't seem to notice Madame Bratbotsky until she was right up close to them. Then they kind of zeroed in on her. So it might be a proximity thing, you know. So if you get too close. They might notice and turn their gaze on you.
3: I point it out and say, "But be careful! Don't get too close." And I'm just going to make a beeline for it. You're like going to run for the it? way. Yep. Nimble. That plus one pays off.
2: Maybe not. Six. What order are you guys all running in? Who's going after Harkel?
4: Can I still? Is anyone going after Harkel? Or- can, can I still choose to hide? I just woke up.
2: <laughs> you can try to hide. Yeah. So Harkel runs. Nighty-night, give me a hide, so we're going to call that a cool roll, because you're trying not to be noticed.
4: Because they're scary, and I don't want to be seen. Yeah, Carrie,
3: the two dull things are in here, scanning.
2: Okay. How about, Jay, you're just waking up. You probably missed Madame Bratvatsky dissolving into a cloud of nothingness.
5: Yes, I did. Two dull
2: things. Yeah, so that's kind of... So Jay just kind of wakes up, and just in time to see Harkle run out the door... And ninety nine put a blanket over her head, but like you can still see her legs <laughs> sticking out from under the table. Oh. What would you like to do?
5: Well, I think I'm going to hide as well. So I'm All right,
2: just... give me a cool roll then, Leonard, and you're running, Jay. Give me a nimble roll.
3: Nine.
5: And I got an eight. How about you, Leonard?
2: You bounce and jump up on top of one of the curio cabinets and manage to kind of hide yourself back in the shadows above their eye level. Jay, you start flapping towards the space that Harkel kind of uh, pointed out and overcome him and get out of the room. The form on the right plays its flashlight towards the fluttering blankets that Nighty-Night is trying to hide under, while the form on the left hears the scuttle of feet, many legs on a carpet, and their flashlights start to drift in your direction. And in the wake of the flashlights, all of Madame Bratbatsky's cool stuff loses its luster. The tiny broom for your teeth, it's just a flashlight. The potato that looks like a mole, it's just a potato. You feel them getting closer and closer to you. And that's where we're gonna end for the night.
0: We're standing in some sort of storage room. There's random junk all over the floor and on the tabletops with no rhyme or reason to it. Toothbrushes, old pants, some broken bits of springs and metal. Nothing of any value to anyone. In the middle of the room there's a round table with a ratty purple tablecloth Sitting on the table is a stack of scraps of paper and and playing cards.
1: It's a divination deck. It's for fortune-telling.
0: A divination deck? It's just some random scraps of paper, Helena. Odds and ends, I'm pretty sure that's a Pokemon card. What sort of fortune would that tell you? How many turns you get until you get a Bulbasaur?
1: plenty of people would actually pay money for that particular bit of information. But no, someone or something imbued these cards with quite a bit of power. They must have been what I was feeling. Pull up a chair. We're going to do a reading.
0: Now? Really?
1: Yes, sit. I'm going to shuffle, get used to the feel of it, and you tell me when to stop. The first card represents the past, and the echoes of what once was. It appears to be a drawing of an austere and serious man, glaring disapprovingly at the frivolity all around him.
0: It's a picture of Ron Swanson from Parks and Recreation.
1: Seriously? Yeah, see? You can't miss the moustache. Well, mm, all right... Ron represents a severity of purpose, sternness to the point of inflexibility. This was once a place where creativity and joy were stifled and snuffed out in the name of calmness and sanity. It could also mean coming to a task with an unwillingness to let go of preconceived notions.
0: Hmm. St Gualgos was known as a rather severe example of that era's mental health facilities, so that tracks. Pull another.
1: Ah, the present. It's a library card. I feel that it represents learning. Scholars seeking knowledge. Th- that's us.
0: You and I. We're seeking knowledge.
1: Yes, it's us. But it's also more than us. We're not the only ones who are seeking something here.
0: Well, I'd say the library card checks out.
1: Oh, edit that out, Albert. Okay, last card. This one is... I don't know. This one is... I don't know. It's just a torn piece of paper. Nothing written on it, no words or lines, just a tear halfway through. I don't really get any sort of feeling from it other than, well, dread.
0: Fear of the unknown. If it means nothing, then it could mean anything. I suppose that means we just need to be ready for whatever may come across our paths from here on out. Hmm? Oh,
1: just a pile of junk.
0: Rags or something. Nothing to be... Wait,
1: are those eyes? I think so, yes. And under the counter on your left. See it now too. And over by the glass cabinet. No, but they seem to be moving towards look out thanks for listening to another episode of even footing games presents you can find us at Evenfooting games on instagram and tiktok and even footing g on twitter starring ashley Arbeiser as nighty night the moth girl jason cassidy as the sitter steve easton as leonard the frogman carrie hunter as jay the thunderhawk Jimmy St. James as Harkle the Snallygaster, Hannah Davies as Helena Skyfall Ravenbush, and Chaz Swan as Charles Benningford III. If you want to play your own game of Babies and Broadswords, you can find the book with all the rules and Crawl of Cthulhu on Amazon and Drive-Thru RPG or from your local bookseller. A huge thank you to all of our patrons, Rick, Tommy, Alex, Gina, Marilise, Robin, Jim, Debbie, Kathy and Ryan. Each one of them is exceedingly talented and attractive.